Hello, welcome to Discovering Jazz, where you and I go on a journey of discovering this exciting music. I'm Larry Seidman, coming from Victoria, British Columbia, Canada. Thanks to Peterborough Independent Podcasters for hosting this podcast, Discovering Jazz. Today, the first of a couple programs on unusual instruments in jazz. What inspired this program was a few years ago, meeting pianist and composer Arturo O'Farrell in Havana, and him giving me his latest CD at the time, which was entitled The Offense of the Drum. The first track, well, it featured this uh, acoustic Colombian harp of Edmar Castaneda, who had first performed with Arturo's father, Chico O'Farrell. Here is that track, written by Edmar Castaneda, and it's called Cuarto de Calores. And it starts with that Colombian harp, an instrument very rarely heard in jazz.
Arturo Ofero and the Afro-Latin Jazz Orchestra from 2014 with solos by trumpeter Jonathan Powell, O'Farrell himself on piano, and the composer Edmar Castaneda on Colombian harp. That's the opening track to the Offense of the Drum album. Today's program is on unusual instruments in jazz, and the harp is an unusual one, but maybe not as unusual as you might think. There was a woman who was known as a jazz harpist since the late 1950s. She was black, female, and a harpist, all of which uh, increases one's struggle to be recognized. Her name is Dorothy Ashby, and she's played with the likes of Louis Armstrong and Woody Herman. I want to play a track from a 1968 album called Afro Harping, Freddie Hubbard's Little Sunflower, Dorothy Ashby. Thank you. 
Dorothy Ashby on harp, Little Sunflower. No information about the other players other than it's an orchestra put together by Richard Evans. Let's move on to another stringed instrument. I first heard this guy in 1974 from an album called Bluegrass. And I don't think any bluegrass people would have called it bluegrass. What was it? Well, I called it jazz. His name is Tony Trishka, and his instrument is banjo. And Bella Fleck uh, followed in his footsteps. In fact, he was one of Trishka's students uh, with banjo albums that were even more clearly jazz. Here is a later Tony Trishka album from 2003 called New Deal. With him, our sax player Michael Amendola, bassist Bob Bowen, drummer Scott Newman, and guitarist Rolf Sturm. The tune, a Triska composition, is called Arizona. Thank you. 
Lovely five-string banjo player Tony Trishka. While the four-string banjo was used a lot in early jazz, the five-string banjo has never been considered a jazz instrument. And neither has the pipa, spelled P-I-P-A, a Chinese lute. But Min Xiaofen, in 2017, put out a much-heralded album of solo pipa, where she interpreted Thelonious Monk compositions. The album's called Mao, Monk, and Me. Here is Ask Me Now.
That is so interesting. Min Zhao Fen on the pipa. Thelonious monks, ask me now. Let's get off stringed instruments for a while and go to a brass instrument that isn't too often heard in jazz, and that's the euphonium. It's the fuller and darker-sounding cousin of the baritone horn, and it's uh, usually a concert uh, instrument that rarely solos. It's, it's pretty big and cumbersome. In jazz, the most prominent euphonium player is Kiane Zawadi, formerly known as Bernard McKinney. He doesn't have any albums under his own name, but he's been on a lot of other people's records. On a 1957 Savoy album called The Cool Sounds of Pepper Adams, two of his compositions are featured, as well as his soloing and playing a harmony with Pepper Adams' baritone sax. This album features Hank Jones on piano, Elvin Jones on drums, and George Duvivier on bass. Here is one of Zawadi's compositions from 1957 when he was still using the name Bernard McKinney. You'll hear him do a great euphonium solo right after Pepper Adams' solo here. It's called Sea in Red. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. 
Pepper Adams with Bernard McKenney, a.k.a. Kiani Zawadi. Zawadi's still alive, even though it's been many years since he's put out any recordings. He did apparently play for a fundraiser last year. Now to move to a couple steel guitarists, pedal steel. Um, one's from Baltimore, Maryland, and the other one's working out of Toronto. From Baltimore, here is the Susan Alcorn Quintet and an album released last year called Pedernal. Here's the title track. Thank you. 
Susan Alcorn on pedal steel guitar, with Mary Halverson guitar, Mark Feldman violin, Michael Formanek on bass, and Ryan Sawyer on drums. Here's another pedal steel guitarist. This one's from Toronto, who I had the pleasure of seeing live at the Rex Jazz Bar in 2018, leading a group that he called Neon Eagle. I asked him if he had any CDs, and he brought one out from his vehicle and felt guilty about me actually paying for it, as it was a few years old, from 2009. The group is called Meli, or M-E-L-E-E, which stands for Michael Eckhart Large Earth Ensemble. The record is entitled Of Stone, River, and Song, and it's great. It was written and inspired by, quote, the nation of great Zimbabwe. Michael Eckert plays steel guitar, dobro, and guitar on the album, and there are a host of other very fine instrumentalists on, on his original compositions. The track that I'm going to play is called, and I have no idea if I'm pronouncing his name right, Svangere. It's a tribute to Morgan Svangere, a uh, trade union activist in Zimbabwe who stood in opposition to Robert Mugabe's rule. And consistent with today's theme of unusual instruments, there are two that stand out here, and they weave together so nicely, very complementary of each other. There is Michael Eckert's pedal steel guitar, but also the steel pan playing of Aaron Sunarin. They both play a very different role in this piece from the roles that are usually given those two instruments. Give a listen. Sven Geray by Meili.
Such an interesting undiscovered album. That's Melee, M-E-L-E-E, from Toronto, or the Michael Eckhart Large Earth Ensemble. Featured along with Eckhart's pedal steel guitar are Aaron Sunarin on steel pan and marimba, Matt Giffen on piano, Nevin Dunn, saxophone, Ryan Spratt, bass, and drummer Galen Pelly. Last year, I put together a whole podcast on jazz French horn, but one of the first jazz French hornists, Julius Watkins, I ended up not including on that program, perhaps because there were so many that I liked better at the time, but I want to rectify that here. From Julius Watkins' Sextet, Volumes 1 and 2, originally recorded on Blue Note in 1955, this is Duke Jordan's famous Jordu. Features Hank Mobley on tenor sax, Art Blakey on drums, Oscar Pettiford bass, and the composer Duke Jordan on piano. What an amazing group of musicians playing here with French hornist and group leader Julius Watkins. Jordu.
the Julius Watkins Quintet with Jordu. Part one of Unusual Instruments in Jazz is coming to a close, but I have a bit of time left, so why not a really short piece from the album I played earlier by pedal steel guitarist Michael Eckert. You are listening to Discovering Jazz. My name's Larry Sademan. Next week, more unusual instruments in jazz ranging in pitch from bagpipes to tuba with uh, some nice stringed instruments in between. And accordion. Don't forget accordion. Ending off with the Michael Eckhart Large Earth Ensemble. This is called Prelude 2 with Michael Eckhart steel guitar, Nevin Dunn on soprano sax, and Aaron Sunarin on steel pan. Bye for now.